Welcome to WMNF 88.5 FM and WMNF.org. You're listening to the Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. Housing costs in Florida and especially here in the Tampa Bay area are out of control. Whether it's the cost to buy a house or the cost of rent, it has caused some Tampa Bay area communities to declare a housing state of emergency and to take other measures to help tenants. According to the United Way Suncoast, about half of families across Tampa Bay are what they call rent burdened. That means they spend 30% or more of their income on housing. So during today's show, I'd like to hear from listeners about what is your housing situation. Write these numbers down. You can text 813-433-0885. That's text 813-433-0885. If you text, please sign your first name and where you're texting from. Also, you can email us at dj at wmnf.org. And later on in the in the show, pretty soon, we're going to open up the phone lines and you can call that number, which is 813-239-9663. So if you call now, you'll be one of the first people in the queue if you want to uh, talk about what's your situation with housing. Maybe you can afford it. Maybe you have a, you got lucky and you, you were able to afford rent. Or maybe your landlord has recently raised your rent and, and it's hard for you to afford it. So please let us know what your situation is. The number is 813-239-9663. Last week, St. Petersburg City Council voted against a second attempt to pursue rent control in a city that's been overwhelmed by the crisis of affordable housing. Thursday's special meeting was for council members to discuss putting the issue on the November ballot. The vote came after a second overnight demonstration outside St. Pete City Hall by activists who are calling for action on the housing crisis. And St. Petersburg police showed up. Uh, We'll talk more about that in just a bit. But first, let me introduce the whole topic by playing a story by WMNF's McKenna Schuler. The Tampa Bay region has been the hot spot for some of the highest rent increases in the entire country. In June, WMNF's McKenna Schuler reported it's pushing people in what were once solidly middle-class jobs out of housing in the Tampa Bay area. The Tampa Bay region has become the hotspot for some of the highest rent increases in the entire country. And for home buyers, it's not any better. The average rent for a one-bedroom apartment in St. Petersburg is about $1,600. That's 14% higher than it was a year ago when rent prices were already on the rise. Philip Belcastro is a 35-year-old teacher at St. Petersburg High School. He teaches 11th grade English. He moved to St. Petersburg eight years ago. He's worked multiple jobs, has two college degrees, and currently makes $49,000 a year teaching. As recently as a few months ago, he paid $1,100 a month for a one-bedroom apartment in the Old Northeast. But then that changed. Belcastro says one day during finals week, his landlord of eight years told him he would be doubling his rent to $2,200 a month. I just spent the rest of that day, like, trying to figure out my life. According to Gulf Coast Legal Services, there are currently no restrictions in the city on how much a landlord can increase a tenant's rent, but there is a way to do so. Attempts to limit or prevent astronomical rent increases have materialized in other parts of the country in the form of rent control. That kind of measure is difficult to implement in Florida because of state preemption laws that tie the hands of local governments. Under those laws, it is possible for cities and counties to pass rent control measures, but city leaders must first declare a housing state of emergency. 
Local activists and general members of the public have told city leaders that's exactly what this is. At a city meeting last month, Tangela Butler, who works as a Pinellas County school bus driver, told city leaders she was seeing a greater number of students and families who are struggling. In these past couple of years, I've never encountered dropping off as many kids as I have at homeless, I mean at motels. These children are living in motels and it breaks my heart to see our kids having to go stay in a motel when they should be in a house. Butler also told city council she's faced her own recent struggles with housing. When her landlord decided to sell her building last year, she had to move. And when she did, she faced an extra $500 a month in rent. I, I couldn't believe it. How can I work in a city that I can't even afford to live in? How can I do the very best I can give my all to my job? And I can't even afford to live here. And I'm not the only one. What's going to happen when they force all of us out? What's going to happen when you go to Starbucks and want your favorite coffee? What's going to happen when you need your child picked up from the bus stops and there are no there are longer any bus drivers because we can't afford it? Bell Castro, the public school teacher, was forced to find a new place to live, too, because he couldn't afford to pay the $2,200 a month in rent. Now, the single millennial lives right across the street from where he works. He pays $1,350 for rent, and that's affordable for now. But he's not sure it will be a year or two down the line. Not if wages don't go up or expenses go down. For WMNF, I'm McKenna Schuler. Well, I want to thank McKenna for that great report there on the importance of an important issue that is of how much rents are going up in the Tampa Bay area and how working people, white collar Educated people are not able to afford their rents uh, in a lot of cases right now in the Tampa Bay area. So that's what we're talking about this hour, about the housing emergency in in St. Petersburg, in Tampa, in Sarasota. Uh, when we talked to the United Way a few months ago, they said that Sarasota was particularly um, uh, affected. So if you're in Sarasota, let us know what you think. I'm going to open up the phone lines today, among other things, and listen to you and, and, and let you tell us what your situation is like. The number is 813-239-9663. You can also text us at 813-433-0885 or email dj at wmnf.org. I'll read an email that came in in just a minute. Um, but now that I've set that up, I really want to hear from people and to find out what your situation is. And we're first going to go to the phones and we'll hear from Eli in Tampa. Hi, Eli. Uh, welcome to the show. What's, what's your situation? How you doing over there? Very good. How are you? I'm holding on. That's all I can say. Well, our situation started with um, a house that we acquired. We've been here. We were there for about four years. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, they took the rent up. They made us aware that they were going to take the rent up. And before you know, the rent went up to a point where it just didn't make any sense. So I couldn't cover the bill. So, um, what happens is we started, started looking for housing two months prior to now. And, um, we, uh, the applications were $150, $100 for an application fee, whatever the case may be, at least eight houses. We have four children, myself and my wife. And what happens is we got denied for all the houses, but they didn't give us our money back for the application. Okay, so we spent over $1,000 there just applying for houses. We didn't get the houses due to we didn't make three times the rent. You know, we needed three to four bedrooms. That's what we were looking for. The rent was in uh, something like $2,400, $2,500. And since we didn't make three times the rent, now 
we were able to probably scrape up the $2,400 a month. You know what I mean? But when they said, if you can't make three times the rent, you can't have the place. That was our situation. We got denied because we didn't make three times the rent. So we had to be making anywhere from 8000 close to $10,000 a month to even get into a house. So now we're pretty much staying house to house at, at friends' houses, this, that, and another. And it, it was so bad, I had to make just make sure that my children and my wife were staying somewhere. And me, myself, I'm just resting in my car. I had to sell everything. I had to sell everything that I can possibly get sold and everything that couldn't get sold. I had to just put it out on the street and let it go. So we lost almost everything. You know what I mean? So now we're just out here floating around, and I'm really just trying to get up enough that we can move and leave Florida, period, and just look for another state, go somewhere else, because just can't handle this right now. That's our situation, sir. Eli, I really appreciate you calling in and sharing that story with us. A very moving story about the financial situation that's uh, really heartbreaking. I, I appreciate you sharing it with us. Thanks so much and take care. You too. All right, good luck, Eli. If you'd like to join the conversation, the number to call in is 813-239-9663. You can also text us at 813-433-0885 or email dj at wmnf.org. Uh, tell us what your situation is, where you are and what you're trying to do and, and where you're trying to live and, and how whether it's difficult or whether it's not difficult. I just I want to know um, because the housing situation affects all of us here in Tampa Bay, a lot of us, as you just heard, more than others. So please give us a call, 813-239-9663. I want to remind you that you're listening to WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, and you're listening either on 88.5 FM, or you might be listening out on the archives on WMNF.org, or streaming us live on WMNF.org, or maybe on the WMNF app, which is a free app that you can download from any of the typical app stores. So hope you can take WMNF with you wherever you go and tell a friend, please. And we're talking today about the housing crisis in the Tampa Bay area and what it's like for listeners. Give us a call, 813-239-9663. We're going to go to Donna in Bradenton in just a minute or two, but let me read an email or two that came in. So David writes in, he says, I'm very fortunate because I have a fixed rate mortgage and I'm 18 years into my 30-year mortgage and I've been paying extra principal for years, so my housing costs are very steady. He says, I feel bad for the folks who are renting now. There's a small 15-unit apartment complex on my street in Seminole Heights, and almost all of the long-term renters have been forced out of there in the past year. The new owners fixed it up, but more than doubled the rent costs. And David describes that as a sad situation. Yeah, that does. I mean, could you imagine living someplace for a long time and then the rent doubles. I mean, that's just, uh, I can't even imagine what would happen. I mean, imagine if you have a house like David does, imagine if your mortgage just doubled all of a sudden and there was no other choice you had besides just packing up and moving. Well, we want to hear from you. What's your situation? 813-239-9663. Amin writes, uh, hi, we are in, uh, in a pick your poison situation. He's, she says, my HOA is higher than my mortgage. And that's uh, the the monthly amount that they pay to their um, their uh, condo or or 
some sort of fee. And so we're getting scammed no matter what. So thank you for that uh, description of, of your situation. I mean, I'm sorry that, it, that you're in that situation. I hope everything uh, works out just fine. But thanks so much for writing in. And uh, let's hear now from Donna in Bradenton. Hi, Donna, you're on the air. What's the situation like in Bradenton? Hi, Sean. It's, it's bad down here, too. Um, I'm old now, and I own my own house. Well, it's a condo because it's all I could afford. Um, for the very first time in my whole life, I finally own something. And, and I'm so thankful because the rent is so much higher than the mortgage. But now, you know, now I live on Social Security, disability. I've been banged up in a few accidents. And so... Um, my income is, I'm like way below poverty level. And the HOA, just like what you just mentioned, that's going to keep going up. And the mortgage, I, I look at my statement and every time, every month that gets paid, it just puts a tiny dent in that mortgage. And now um, I've been forced to look for assistance. You know, at this, <laughs> this point in my life, um, I'm out here searching for assistance because what I make isn't as much as is what I have to, you know, pay to, to live. Um, and what I pay is probably nothing near what a whole lot of other poor people are having to pay, but you know, but it's all relative. If you don't have it, you don't have it. Um, and I just wish, I don't know. I mean, the rents and the mortgages, I'm so glad I got into my place before, um, before last month or before the beginning of the year, because everything just like doubled. A friend of mine said, oh boy, you made a lot of money. The price of your house doubled. No, I didn't. I'm still paying it off. And if I sell it, where am I going to go? You know, and, and it's really, it's terrifying because I always have to look every month for some, some assistant type program um, until I can find something more, more permanent. And, it, and it's terrifying just thinking that at any moment you could your house could be foreclosed upon and that you're out on the street. So Don, have you had any luck with assistance programs and could you give our uh, listeners any advice of where they can turn if yes. they're looking for assistance? Yes, yes, yes. Um, first of all, um, a lot of them uh, give you tax breaks, which people like me cannot take advantage of because Social Security, your income is not taxed. So that's that doesn't help. But yeah, I did find an organization called Step Up Suncoast. And they have helped me twice now. Um, they don't do HOAs, but they will set you up for LIHEAP, which is the electrical assistance. And they have helped me with my mortgage and my water. Um, and each person that goes to them uh, is entitled to $2,000 in a one-year period. You have to apply every single month you have to go on their website and you know like be there right right away at eight o'clock in the morning and try to grab that day while thousands of other people are trying to do the same thing um but you know just do it and be patient and you get through i have also just been made aware of another program of the florida department of economic opportunity um uh, I have to fill out an application for them. Uh, I don't know what's up with them yet, but I hear they also will help you with your HOAs. Um, there's United Way and there's HUD, 
but I don't remember which is which, but one of them is uh, only COVID-related, and then the other one is uh, tax breaks, which folks who live on Social Security, we don't get taxed, so that won't help. But And then also 211, um, you just got to keep trying. Donna, thanks so much. That's a lot of good information. I'm going to repeat some of that for our, our audience. Uh, if they didn't catch it, they can write some of this down. So that's very helpful information. I, I'm, I'm really happy that you shared your story on WMNF. Uh, best yeah. of luck to you, and, and thanks very much for calling in. You're welcome, Sean. Thanks for telling people about these things. Right. Thank you, Donna. Again, that was uh, Donna from Bradenton who called to talk about her situation where she has a mortgage on a condominium, but what's really hurting her is her monthly fees that she has to pay for the mortgage, the HOA, uh, not the mortgage, to the condominium, which, which is called HOA. And we had another emailer who, who emailed us about that situation as well. So one of the organizations that Donna mentioned is Step Up Suncoast. And so if you live in one of these five counties... Listen up for these counties. You can go to stepupsuncoast.org. If you live in Manatee, Sarasota, Charlotte, DeSoto, or Hardy, you can go to this website, stepupsuncoast.org. And they say they're the leader in identifying needs and bringing together resources and services for individuals, children, and families in our five-county area by empowering people towards self-sufficiency through education, support, service, and community partnerships. Our vision of providing a pathway to employment and intergenerational economic security can be realized. They serve those five southern counties in our, in our area. Those are to the south of Hillsborough, for example. Uh, so... Again, you can go to stepupsuncoast.org and find out how they can help you. And um, Donna tells us that you can get up to $2,000 in a year from them. So that's that would certainly help some people, I'm sure. Also, she mentioned the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity, where, which can help you with your HOA fees. And she mentioned HUD and United Way, Suncoast. Also, the telephone number 211, which you can just call and find out if they have any services that can help you. And I believe that's all through our our whole area. So very helpful information, Donna. Thank you so much. I appreciate that you called. And if you would like to share your story, please give us a call. And I'm going to give out the number in just a second, but I first want to remind you that you're listening to Tuesday Cafe on WMNF. I'm Sean Canan. And on today's show, we are talking about the housing emergency Over the last year and a half or so, housing prices have gone up astronomically in the Tampa Bay area, and that's affected a lot of people, whether they can afford their rent, whether they can continue to afford their mortgages and their HOAs. And we'd like to know your story, 813-239-9663 or WMNF, sorry, DJ at WMNF.org is how you can email us, or you can text 813 Four three three zero eight eight five. I still have a couple of text messages messages to get to, so let me read one of the, one or two of those before I go back to the phone lines. Uh, here's one that's not signed from the four one five area code, who says, "I moved here from San Francisco, where rents were always high, but became outrageous in 2016. There was nothing decent for rent here at the time." Home prices were low, so glad that we bought a house. But what are others to do? Rents are sky high, home prices are doubling, and wages are way below the cost of living. Seriously, where can people go and afford life now is the question that 415 is asking. A very important question. Where can people go and and afford to work and get the certain wages that they get and afford to live in a a house? That's 
and in a home. It's it's just it's getting more and more difficult in the Tampa Bay area. And we heard our caller, our first caller, um, Eli, who said that he was thinking about leaving Florida. It was getting so bad, and he was living in his car. So we'd like to hear your story. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Well, here is a text message from the eight one three area code. Uh, this does work better if you sign your name, uh, just makes it more personal. And if you can especially tell us where you're from. So 813 says, hi, I'm on a low fixed income and rent just went up this summer by $150. I can barely manage, especially with food prices th- these days. I live as cheaply as I can. I worry that rent will go up again next year and I have no idea what, what to do if that happens. I'm 65 and I don't drive and work options are very few. And this person signs off by saying, thank you for bringing up this subject. So 813, thank you for that, those comments. Um, I, if anyone identifies with any of that or, or can add to that, it's a, it's a sounds like a very serious situation where people just don't have uh, really an idea of how they're going to be able to afford, maybe not this year, but maybe looking at the trends, maybe they won't, you're worried that you won't be able to afford next year. You're listening to WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. We're talking about housing costs, which are out of control in a lot of cases in Tampa Bay area, whether it's the cost to buy a house, which is skyrocketing. Um, uh, it'll frighten you just to look at the Zillow um, numbers, for example, of your neighborhood. Um, or the cost of rent. The rent cost of rent has gone up so much, it's caused some Tampa Bay area communities to declare a housing state of emergency and to take other measures to help tenants. And a few months ago on this show, we spoke with the United Way Suncoast, and they said about half of families across Tampa Bay are rent burdened, which means they spend 30% or more of their income on housing. That's... um, that's an incredible number that half of half of uh, your neighbors have to spend 30% or more of their income on housing just in, able, in order to be able to live. Well, if you want to share your story, I'm going to give out the numbers before we go to the phones in just a second. It's 813-239-9663, or you can text us at 813-433-0885 or email dj at wmnf.org. Let's hear now from John in Bradenton. Hi, John, what's on your mind? I just wanted to say that uh, down here in Bradenton, they're building three and four story condos like they're candy everywhere, and it's getting it's getting pretty crazy as far as crowded. But uh, I pay about nine hundred a month for rent, and I live with someone, and I'm getting ready to retire soon. I'm sort of worried about how I'm going to live because I could never, you know, how much. Uh, there's no place I'm going to find for nine hundred. I can't live in an apartment. I have to have a garage and a house, so I pay nine hundred a month. I pay two hundred something for a uh, for a uh, two hundred eighty for a storage. So I'm at about twelve hundred a month. There ain't no house I'm going to be able to rent for twelve hundred a month. So I'm sort of worried about where I'm going to live when I retire, or how I'm going to live. Yeah, so certainly something that a lot of people are concerned about. How do you how do you uh, manage to retire? And so is one is one thing that you're thinking about is just working longer. Well, yeah, definitely going to end up, you know, I'm working two jobs right now. So I'll definitely end up working, you know, probably working until I'm 70. Which, you know, you, you work your whole life and hope that you're going to have a decent retirement and be able to just, you know, chill. But that I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people. They're not going to be able to, you know, relax when they, when they get 65. They're going to keep on working. 
You know that you used see to... a lot of you see a lot of older folks working in McDonald's and Ace Hardware and that. That's because they're probably in the same situation. It used to be the idea, at least, was the American dream, where you know when you're in your twenties or thirties, you buy a house and then it's paid off by the time you're in your fifties or sixties, and then you retire when you're sixty-five or younger, and then you don't have to worry about money the rest of your life. That used to be. You know, I know that's not that was a dream for some people, but um, not everyone. But that it was at least something that you could grasp at, and now it seems more and more elusive. Of course, they take your. You know, you end up losing your 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 uh, your uh, you know your uh, pay you get when you work at a company forever. That goes away. You know, I just had a friend laid off eighteen years. She worked there, no severance, nothing done. So I mean, it's I don't know what they're going to do, but they got to do something. John, I appreciate, thanks, anyway. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much for sharing your story. And if you'd like to share your story, we're going to hear from Peter in Pasco County in just a minute. But if you'd like to share yours, give us a call at 813-239-9663, or you can text 813-433-0885. You can also uh, shoot us an email, dj at wmnf. Dot O-R-G. Before I get to Peter in Pasco County, and while I'm waiting for other calls, I'm going to read this email that came in from Monica. And she writes, if it wasn't for having a degree of separation from the landlord through a friend, all the houses around me in Seminole Heights and Sulphur Springs are going through the roof for rent. I'm blessed to have had only a $100 increase in rent. I know folks who it's gone up 40% or worse. Inflation and prices for goods keep going up and our wages are not keeping up. I'm a first-generation American and Floridian who's been in Tampa my whole life, college-educated, but I'm having a hard time making a wage that I feel I'm worth. I thought it would always live down here and get a house here, but every time I feel like I'm starting to have a leg up, life crashes down again. Then the pandemic happened, the market went down, my leg up was gone like that, and housing skyrocketed, wages were stagnant. And then Monica concludes by saying, I can't picture myself anywhere else but Tampa, but realistically, if for some reason the house was to be sold from under us, I have no doubt we would be forced to find another city to relocate to, and I'm really bummed about it. So that's a, that's from Monica out there in cyberspace and, and who lives in, in the Seminole Heights uh, Sulphur Springs area. Monica, thanks for sharing your story. If you'd like to tell us about your situation, give us a call at 813-239-9663. You can also email dj at wmnf.org or text 813-433-0885. We're going to hear from Jeff in Clearwater in just a second, but let's go right now to Peter in Pasco County. Hi, Peter. Thanks for calling in from Pasco. What's the situation like there? Hi. Um, I was born and raised here in the area, you know, uh, Pinellas, uh, and, you know, I'm in my early 30s, and everyone, all of my friends, either half are here, or they've moved out, because no one can afford it. You know, we got to a point, you know, graduate after the housing crisis, and, you know, hope, you know, thankfully, we were able to get into a cheaper house before everything went crazy, but I fear for any generations, you know, my friends with younger kids is, when they got out of high school, no job that I know of, you know, for starting getting entry is going, can afford rent or a house or anything, unless you're from an affluent area. I mean, the, the, the joke is there are no more, you know, native Floridians living around anymore. We, we can't afford it. And I had to move to Northern Pasco and, you know, lived in Dallas all my life, but it's just, I got priced out. And even as of right now, 
if I were to buy my house now, I'd be priced out of currently where I'm at now. And that's only within the past two years. So it's just, I fear for the younger Floridians who are going to go into a market that they're going to start underwater. And I, I don't know how any, anyone's going to be able to survive. All right. Thank you. I, I'm glad you're sharing the the perspective of the younger generations, at least uh, if you don't mind me saying that, That and also from the, the, the Pasco County perspective. We're hearing from a lot of the regions in the area. We heard from Manatee earlier, and we're hearing from, from Hillsboro. And so thank you for giving them the, the Pasco County perspective. I appreciate you calling in, Peter. Thank you. Thanks. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can email us at dj at wmnf.org or you can text 813-433-0885. We're talking about the housing situation. It's really an emergency, a crisis here in the Tampa Bay area where housing prices are going through the roof, especially rents. But also if you're trying to buy a house, good luck. It is just, it's it's really an, a very uh, crazy situation out there right now. So we want to hear what your experiences are and you can call us at 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three, and we'll put you on the air. We're going to go in just a second to Jeff, but let me read this quick email from Bubba before we go to Jeff in in Clearwater. Bubba in Tampa says, "I think many people are feeling like Eddie Murphy's character Tyrone Green and his profound poem." Oh gosh! <laughs> so. To give people perspective, this is from the early 80s and it is uh, it is satire. It's a joke. Um, obviously, no one was ever uh, hinting violence. But um, for those of you who remember the Saturday Night Lives of the early 80s and mid-80s, Tyrone Green said, Dark and lonely on a summer's night. Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. Watchdog barking. Do he bite? Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. Slip in his widow. In window, break his neck, then his house, I start to wreck, got no reason, what the heck, kill my landlord, kill my landlord, C-I-L-L, my landlord. So Bubba reminds us of that Eddie Murphy skit on Saturday Night Live, and of course, it's all tongue-in-cheek. We are not advocating any kind of violence ever here at WMNF, but uh, that was a funny um, skit that that uh, Eddie Murphy did back in the day. Thank you that for that, Bubba. And uh, we're going to go to Jeff in Clearwater right now. Hi, Jeff. What's the situation in Clearwater? Hey, good morning. Uh, you know, I'm so fortunate. I'm on Social Security. I retired two years ago. And fortunately, my wife and I bought our mobile home uh, back in 2015, and we got it for cash. But now, if I want to sell it, it's probably triple the price. I could probably get triple what I paid for it, but where the heck am I going to go? You know, and, and right now I'm on my way to a job interview so I can have a second income. <laughs> Imagine that. Because of the price of, you know, food, gas, everything's gone up in this county. Everything's gone up in the country. Uh, so I don't know what the future holds. Jeff, uh, I'm really glad boat. that you called. Can I interrupt you for a second? Boat. Because Vote. <laughs> Because here's here's something that um, is really a concern, and the Tampa Bay Times wrote about this the other day. Mobile home communities, where the situation usually is where you own the the building, the the mobile home, but you rent the land, and there's a lot of times where the where the speculators are coming in, and they say, you know, okay, there's 40 mobile homes on this area, or I could build, or you know, how much money am I making from that? Not that much. And and people think, well, maybe we could tear down these mobile homes or move them or whatever and instead build a condo or something or, or apartments there. And so 
people who live in mobile homes are are really worried that their their owners, the owners of the development, are going to sell from underneath them, and the new owners will come in and just make everybody leave. Uh, what what's the situation on regarding that? Well, I. I'm really not sure. It's always in the back of my mind that the mobile home park owner is going to sell it. Uh, our rents have been steadily increasing year to year to year, but fortunately they gave us 90 days and they've, they've only been raising them 10 or $15 per year. But, you know, like you said, some developer could come in and offer this guy, you know, multi million dollars for the, for the land and then raise all our mobile homes and we're out, you know, out the door looking for a place to live. Fortunately, I have a little nest egg, but damn, I hate to use it just to buy myself a house when I already own one. You know, that's, it's, just, it's crazy. And, and I'm on my way to get a, a, a better paying job than what I'm working part time. And I'm on my way to get a full time job that pays more money because, you know, I'm concerned. Really. Jeff, thanks for that perspective. I'm glad you called in. Sure. Anytime. All right. Thank you so much. And again, if you'd like to join this conversation, it's 813-239-9663. You can also text 813-433-0885 or email dj at wmnf.org. This hour, we're talking about the housing crisis and how housing prices are out of control. And I'm also listening to your stories about what your situation is like. And the reason that I'm doing this is because last Saturday, last Thursday, that is, the uh, St. Pete City Council voted against a second attempt to pursue rent control in a city that's overwhelmed by the crisis of affordable housing. So we're going to listen to a, a minute or two of audio from that. Uh, I will get to Carson. I will get to Fran in just a moment. But so please be patient. But let me let's talk about St. Pete just for about the next minute or two. Last Thursday's special meeting was was for council members to discuss putting the issue on the November ballot. The vote came after a second overnight demonstration outside St. Pete City Hall by activists who were calling for action on the housing crisis. St. Pete police showed up before the vote. And again, the vote came out uh, against these activists, um, what they wanted, that they did not, the issue did not go on the ballot. But before the vote, dozens of community members crammed City Hall to say that leaders need to take bold action to fix the housing emergency. We're going to hear from a couple of the people who spoke out during public comments. So I'd like you to listen to them and you can weigh in on what they're saying as well by calling 813-239-9663. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. This is Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. Here are the voices of some of the people who spoke during public comment in St. Petersburg last Thursday. I hear all these landlords and talking about their bills. What about our bills? We are citizens of the city of St. Petersburg. This city has turned into a tourist town, and it doesn't even care about the people of this town who have worked, who have maintained, who have helped build this city. What about us? Well, that was the voice of one of the people speaking during the city council meeting. Here's another one. I'm disabled. I'm about to lose my house because they're going up $200 a month. I'm already maxed out. My whole check goes to my bills. I work a part-time job. With my disability, you could only have $2,000 in your account, let alone any extra money. I'm not going to be able to afford to live. And I'm thinking that 
with my disability being homeless, I'd rather be dead than have to be homeless with my disability. And it's not fair. I've lived here 16 years in St. Pete. This is home. And I can't afford to live in my home. Well, those were the voices of two of the people who spoke before city council in St. Petersburg said that they would not put housing uh, uh, rent control on the November on the the upcoming ballot. So, uh, those are just two of the people who spoke. We're going to hear from from one other person who spoke later on in the show. But I want to keep things moving because we have a, almost a full bank of phone lines. So let's get some of these callers. Uh, let's hear right now from Fran in Largo. How how are things in Largo? Well, I'm on a fixed income, uh, and I'm managing right now. Things could be better, but uh, um, I, I'm, I hear some of these other people's stories, and it's just horrible. Uh, what I wanted to say is real quick was, uh, remember uh, not too long ago, John Stewart shaming the Republicans about what they were trying to uh, cheat the uh, veterans out of. We Too bad. There is not some public figure like him that could be on television and shame some of these people, like the city council or some of these greedy developers or these companies that take over, like uh, um, a mobile home park or uh, apartment complexes and raise the rent sky high. They need to be shamed, shamed, shamed publicly. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Fran. Fran, I appreciate you weighing in. You know, on that subject, um, it's not, I'm not sure if it's exactly on topic, but something that strikes me, I I like to walk in my neighborhood a lot. I live in a a neighborhood that's pretty walkable. And, um, you know, when I moved there years and years ago, um, it was a lot of the houses were quaint and tiny and, and, uh, I, I don't know, just kind of what I would call consider normal houses. And then there's this developer that comes in and just um, buys houses, raises the houses, clears all the trees off the land, and then builds these McMansions in this in this kind of normal neighborhood. And it's so weird. And I, I don't know, I just get a strange vibe from that. Um, and I'm sure that that's part of what's driving up the prices because they're not going to they're not going to charge what I paid f- for my house eight or nine years ago. They're not going to charge that for a McMansion. They're going to charge double that or more now that the housing market has gone up so much. So I think that that's part of what's driving up the costs of these neighborhoods and where are you going to be able to afford to live? I certainly wouldn't be able to afford my neighborhood now if I were trying to find a house there, even a small one. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's off this topic or not, but maybe you have an experience with that and you have a a feeling about that. Give us a call, 813-239-9663 or you can email dj at wmnf.org. Carson has been holding a long time. Carson, you're in Brandon. What's it like there? Hey, uh, so Brandon, you know, I mean, we're getting all the same things. Things are going up by anywhere between 10 and 40% around here. And I, so I am, my situation, I'm younger, I'm 18. And I have some friends who are for the first time, you know, moving out and trying to look for housing, right? And so a big thing that, and they're not teaching this in school, uh, it's almost the opposite. They're pushing rent all the time. They're pushing rent, get an apartment, get this, get that, but rent. And it's really frustrating to see because I see a lot of my friends who are, you know, going into technical college who are getting jobs right now, 
and who are so obsessed with finding rent. And, and, and we, we've just uh, recently talked about this. You know, if you can't start that mortgage early, you don't, you, you'll never be able to build wealth. You know, I, I have a friend who's moving out to Irwin Technical, and he, he's renting at 600 a month, which honestly doesn't sound bad, but is, is you know, one bedroom, one bathroom, and it's with the college, right? And he, he, there's nothing he can really do about that. As soon as he moves out, though, you know, he's going to be 22 or 24, and he's not going to have any wealth built up. And, and, and that's just, I feel like that's a common theme for younger people around. You know, we're 22, 24, coming out of college or some sort of secondary education, and there's just no previous wealth set, and it's like we have to start new all over again in the mid-20s. Carson, thank you for adding that uh, that uh, experience of of the youth. I'm I'm glad that we have that perspective coming in. Uh, it's very important. So, and I appreciate your perspective. And and um, I, you know, you're definitely right about the sooner that you can start building equity. I know it's easy to say, not everyone can do this, but you know, if once you get get a, um, a mortgage under your belt, you're you're going to be a lot better off later in your life, probably, you know, all things being equal. So uh, that's good advice. I appreciate your your call, Carson. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you for having me on. All right, 813-239-9663. If you get a busy signal, the, you can email dj at wmnf.org or you can text 813-433-0885. My name is Sean Canan. I'm the host of WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. It's every Tuesday at 10.06 in the morning. We go until 11.01. Afterwards, we have a fantastic show. It's called Wave Makers, and it's hosted by Janet and Tom Sherberger. And today, their guests are going to talk about Florida's booming cannabis industry. So I hope you stay tuned right after this show. We're going to have five minutes of NPR News headlines, and then we'll talk about cannabis. So please, as they used to say when they had knobs, uh, turn turn to 88.5 and rip the knob off your, your radio. Um, because all the great music and all the great news and public information that you need is right here at 88.5 FM or WMNF.org. So many calls coming in. So let's hear from Pasco County. Kenny, hi, what's on your mind? Hey, um, I'm thinking that a lot of this property value going up is from the outside investors coming down here with all that cash. Um, Last year, I was uh, forced into selling my house because I was getting divorced. And they came in and they paid $50,000 over what it was worth. And that's hard, hard to stop. And once we sold the house, then I'm trying to find another place. I can't afford it because it's just going so high. I got outbid like 10 times, bid in 10,000 more than the house, even more sometimes. It's just outrageous. It's the outside money coming down here, just just tearing the place up. I think, I think that's a really good uh, observation. I think it's, it's, it's true. Um, there's, there's outside money that's coming in. People in other parts of the world or other parts of Florida can certainly... Well, you hear all the time on the advertising. Mark Spain, Open Door, all those guys, you know, no, no hassle sell. But where are these guys going to go? I was homeless for six weeks trying to find a place. I couldn't get a rental. I couldn't get a house. I was getting outbid. It's, it was just terrible. There's no reason for this. There has to be some kind of outside control on um, the assayers. The assayers and the um, estimators and all those people have to put their foot down. That This property is not worth that right now. We're not taxing it for that. You can't get the loan for that. 
So county county uh, tax collectors and also the state regulation of of surveyors and and uh, estimators. Um, I'm missing the word here, but yeah, okay, that's a good point. Uh, maybe maybe a good place for people to start is to contact. Got to start with the regulations. They can't we can't fight it because it's just greed. I mean, what are we going to do? Somebody comes in, it's got a, a hedge fund, you know, that they're taking money from all these people to come down and, and just tear our place up. So it's terrible. All right, Kenny, thanks for uh, bringing that up. I appreciate that point. Thanks for, so much for calling in. Uh, we have so many people on the line right now. I'm going to definitely try to get to all of you. Um, I've also got a backlog of people texting and emailing. I will try to get to you. If not during the show, I'll, I'll respond to you after the show. Thank you so much for the response. Uh, you know, radio like this works best when you participate, and I'm glad that you're participating. This is this is really helpful. It's giving us an insight into what it's like. You know, we... Here at WMF, it's easier for us maybe to cover what's happening in the city of Tampa or in the city of St. Petersburg, but it's so good to get this perspective that we're hearing from Pasco County and from Anna Maria and Bradenton and, and all over the region. I, I'm really glad that, that you're contributing to the, the, this, the, the radio station by telling your stories, and we, we definitely want to hear your stories. Let's go now to St. Petersburg and hear from David. David, what's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Um, I've been watching this real estate crisis for years now. I've lived in St. Pete for uh, 22 years, and I've seen it happen slowly, and, and now it's already really coming to a head because the real estate market is so hot. But one of the things, like the previous caller said, is we have a lot of outside investors, either from overseas or um, investors doing RITs. I don't know if you remember that article in Tampa Bay Times where it said uh, 30% of the homes in the south side are owned by a single um, real estate investment trust. That's got to stop. It's got to, we have to stop corporate ownership of single-family homes. They're designed for families, not for corporations to own. Um, the other thing is I want to say, um, you know, if you've only lived here a couple of years, don't complain about affordable housing. We need to start taking care of the people who made St. Pete the way it is, who have been here 5, 10, 15, 20 years. That's the reason why people are moving down here is because of the vibe that we have. Now you're pushing everybody out because this corporate housing, you have corporate ownership housing, you have real estate investment trusts. You have all these things that are designed to push people out of single home ownership and into rentals. Um, I'm a landlord. I own uh, two rentals right now, and I'm actually for um, some kind of rent stabilization. I'm totally for it. But it's my name on the lease. It's my name on the, the title. I'm not hiding behind an LLC or I'm not hiding behind a corporation. My name is my butt on the line if something happens. So we need to get rid of people owning houses through LLCs. They need to take responsibility for their home ownership. And if they're going to rent it out, they need to have some kind of rent stabilization. And the last thing I want to add to that is if you don't vote and if you don't get involved in politics, please don't complain about it. Okay? I vote every time I get a chance. I talk to my city council people. I'm involved. But I'm always, you know, one of only a couple hand, a handful of people who are actually up there complaining. So if you're not part of the process, don't complain about it. That's all I have to say. All right, David, thanks so much for that perspective from the, you know, now we're hearing from a landlord's perspective who is in favor of rent stabilization. So thank you, David, for that point of view. We're going to get to Aaron and Barbara and Joe in just a second. Let me read a couple of of these emails that have come in. Tina in Brooksville. Hi, Tina. uh, Says the same old, same old. The basis of capitalism, which drives this nation is charge what the market will bear. It's not about taking care of each other. Low income folks be damned. She says, if you want it caring society, you and me and everyone you know must vote that way. So thanks for that email, Tina. 
Also, uh, 604 area, uh, sorry, Greg writes, um, uh, meaning no disrespect to this conversation, try living in Vancouver. Um, I, I think I take your point, Greg, saying that the, the prices there are, are skyrocketing, but um, I'm, sure that, <laughs> I'm sure that you get a lot for your value is my understanding, never having even visited that beautiful city. But I've, I know people who live there and I understand what it would be like to live there. And I, I know a lot of people love living in, in a city as great as Vancouver. And then uh, 215 area code uh, enjoyed the CILL, my landlord memories. And also he points or he or she points out the rent is too damn high, reminding us of that candidate from New York a few years ago which is also the name of a uh, Midpoint show on WMNF a few months ago. So you should go back and listen to that show on our archives, WMNF.org. The rent is too damn high. All right, let's hear from Anna Maria Island, beautiful Anna Maria Island. Aaron, what is it like there? <laughs> yeah, real estate is definitely booming out here for sure. Um, not many locals left out here on the island, but uh, you know, vacation rentals getting some really big dollars out here. Yeah, that's, you know, that's an issue everywhere you go in my community and everywhere. Uh, people are, you know, locals are kind of on one hand, they're like, well, wait a second, maybe I can get some cash to rent out my bedroom. But they're also realizing that they're getting priced out of their own neighborhoods because of these vacation rentals. Yeah. Uh, that's some way. I mean, I don't know. I, I find the bigger correlation here to the, super high rent and whatnot, more due to the, the state of the economy. I mean, to me, it seems like simple economics. The economy goes down, GDP goes down, interest rates go up, um, rent just is going to go up. This is what happens every time the economy goes down. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple economics. You get promised higher wages, this and that, we're going to tax the rich, yada, yada, yada. It just sounds like reform. And when I hear reform, I hear recession. And here we are again, recession, high rent. I mean, simple correlation, right? I will, uh, I will let you speak your mind on that. I'm, I'm glad you called and, and told us about that. Well, I mean, yeah, it just seems kind of like, you know, Obama all over again, right? You know, you promise the people all this and that, and then... Really, all you end up doing is taxing the the businesses that are running the country. GDP slips, goes down quarter after quarter. You know, wages are not going up like promised. And then meanwhile, cost of living is doubling. And, you know, here we are, kind of the same mess all over again. It seems to me like we're probably on the verge of another real estate bubble. Same thing again, interest rates climbing. Uh, these home prices are now just artificially inflated so much. Nobody can afford anything again. Kind of seems like to me we're kind of on the verge of the same thing we were at 10 years ago. And I mean, to me, it's just it's economics. It's the state of the economy is really the real culprit. Everybody wants to blame capitalism. Well, okay. Well, hang on there. So um, that you just described our, our situation, our, our economic situation, our economic uh, system, 
as the, being kind of cyclical and in a boom and a bust cycle. Well, that is what capitalism is. And so I am going to blame capitalism. Thank you very much. You just described that it was cyclical and that it was almost inevitable. And so you're right. During the Bush administration, the there was a, a, a housing bubble and a housing burst. And, uh, you know, I'll let somebody with better um, handles on what the GDP numbers were during the Obama and during the Biden administrations um, check you on whether, whether you're right that, that um, the GDP went. I think you said that it, it's going down now, which makes a lot of uh, sense. But I don't know if it did during the 2009 to 2016 uh, or 2017 era, era. But I don't have those ha- numbers handy, so I, I will uh, let you say that and uh, let other people fact check you because I just don't have the, that capability right this moment. All right, we might have time for one more call. Amy in St. Pete. Hi, Amy. Do you, can you make your comment quick? Hi, uh, yes. Thank you. I just... Just to say, it's interesting that it's a double-edged sword because we do want to allow, you know, our friends to the South to be able to come in and make a living, make a fair living wage, you know, and some people, you know, are desperate to leave the uh, South and Central American countries to make money in the United States. And then you have the uh, top, the, the California and New York, People with, uh, that pay a lot of money for their housing there come to Florida, and they're like, oh, it's cheap. I can buy it up. So it's a double-edged sword where you have the wages going down or staying stagnant, and then, the, you know, the housing going up. It's, it's The double-edged sword is pretty interesting. Amy, thanks so much for that comment. I want to thank everyone who called in. I'm sorry I didn't get to you. Barbara in Tampa, Joe in Clearwater. And while this list of like seven or eight or nine emails I haven't gotten to, I will respond to you after the show. I really uh, appreciate all the positive um, uh, comments that we got. Thank you so much for everyone participating. We've been talking about housing costs in Tampa Bay area on Tuesday Cafe. So thank you for your participation. And I want to thank everyone who called. And thanks to John Dunn for answering phones. Thanks to Greg for his help engineering the show today. You've been listening to WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan. If you like the programming on 88.5 FM, I hope you will consider making a donation at WMNF.org. In this time slot tomorrow at 10 o'clock on Wednesday, Shelley will host Midpoint. Coming up after NPR News headlines is Wavemakers, hosted by Janet and Tom Sherberger. And their guests today are going to talk about Florida's booming cannabis industry. So I hope you tune in. You're listening to WMNF Tampa, St. Petersburg, Sarasota, Lakeland, Bradenton, Anna Maria Islands, Polk County, all around the Tampa Bay area. Thanks so much for listening and supporting WMNF Community Radio.